Thanks for listening to the Velocity Church podcast. We hope that this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Now here's the message. Today I'm going to be, out of the three that uh, Pastor Bubba presented last week, uh, I'm going to be talking about how to discover your gifts. Now, now here's the thing, right? If you're hearing this, you're like, oh, that's for the new people. No. God continues to give. He continues to give. When you are faithful with little, He gives us much. And I, and I have seen that. The, the people who seem the least gifted that have been faithful, God opens up more doors and gives more anointing and gives more opportunity uh, because he, he, he desires that none should be lost. So when somebody is, is there that he can use, he will continue to give them more and more tools for the kingdom uh, uh, to be used. So discover, develop, and deploy. I thought that was excellent last week. Discover, develop, and deploy. And I was, I was talking to Pastor uh, Arthur this week um, about the message today, and, and he dropped, he just dropped a little gold there and said, desire. I was like, ah, excellent. In my notes it went. <laughs> desire. You can't discover without desire. You agree? And the other thing that I want to <clears throat> talk about today is, why is it important? Why does it matter if we use our gifts? Satan wants to first of all lie to you and say, you don't really have anything. And if you do have something, that person's got it more so what does it really matter if you show up, don't show up, if you use your gifts, if you don't? We are bombarded with this stuff all the time. Does it really make a difference if you are part of the church? Does it really make a difference if you show up on a Sunday? A lot of people say, well, but I watched the message online. That's fantastic, and I'm glad the word entered your heart. But you watching online robs us of your presence. And that's what you forget is how important it is that, that you are carrying a piece of this body. It's like, my, right, like we heard last week, if your left leg said to your right leg, well, there's a right leg, what am I needed? It's very apparent when somebody only has one leg. And we don't want to be a body like that, um, limping around. It makes a big difference. So 1 Corinthians 12, 26, carrying on, just recapping from last week. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. If a part is missing, all parts suffer. What's your favorite sport to watch? Just shout out some. Basketball, football. Okay. Baseball. Nobody. Uh, curling. No, no one for curling. <laughs> Golf, cooking. So uh, think about think about your favorite sport, and just think about the 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 one of the players who just decided to not play their position, who just stopped. Right? If it was basketball, and they were going, and they and they did the pass for the for the layup shot or whatever that meant to be, and the guy just stood there and just hit his chest and fell on the ground. You'd be screaming and going, what are you doing? But all the time in the body of Christ, that happens. And whether, whether we believe our flesh or whether it's the Satan lying to us or our own insecurities, but we think that we don't need to play. There is, there is nobody supposed to be on the bench. You hear me? 
Nobody is ever supposed to be on the bench, regardless of your age. We all have a part to play. Whether you're new in the faith or you're mature in the faith, there's different roles to play the entire time. And these spiritual gifts are so important because it highlights and it leads us to where we need to be. But we have to deal with this first fact of the lie that it doesn't make a difference whether you show up to play or not. The whole body hurts when you are missing. Oh, Brent, I don't believe that. Yes, that's part of the problem. <laughs> you have to believe it. You have to, if you can't value yourself, then value the sacrifice that Christ made because he valued you. If he cared enough to die for you, if he cared enough to put his Holy Spirit in you, if he cared enough to redeem you, that is some value. But at some point you have to receive it and say, okay, I am part of this team. I've got a number on my back and I'm going to play. And even if my part is just the goalie, right? I'm not the one scoring goals, but I'm preventing goals. Whatever that might be. Even the water boy is playing an important part. And if you don't think so, don't give anybody Gatorade or water for, on the football team and watch what happens. <laughs> These big, huge guys, right? 7,000 pound machines. They will start dropping like flies. And in the world system, you have, you have this value system of we pay these guys a lot of money and this guy, we're going to pay the water boy 20,000. And this guy, he's earning 20 million. It's not so in the kingdom of God because we are all part of one body and we have different gifts. Uh, somebody on, on loop rightfully called out uh, today. I, I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was now, but if Sam doesn't do what Sam does, a lot of things wouldn't be working here today. But many of you don't even see Sam because he's hiding watching us from up in that window like a sniper. You hear what I'm saying? But that's as valuable as the person speaking, but not in the world system. In the world system, we've got the pay grade of, of these things. In, in, in the kingdom of God, it's, and even Paul calls it out, it's the things that we cover up that actually have such value. So please, before we carry on, You've got to accept in your heart that you are a valuable part. And if you're sitting here in this church, then we believe that God brought you here for a purpose and a reason. And not because you're going to love every Sunday. Don't let that be your measuring stick either. Oh, I love this church. It's everything I love. We're in trouble then because then we're not a good church. If you love everything we do, there's got to be some things that upset you and grind you. Because otherwise we've reached perfection, all of us, and we know we haven't. So there's got to be some Sundays you come out of here mad. I can't believe Pastor Arthur said that. He wrote that sermon just for me. If you go to the gym and you work out and none of your muscles are sore afterwards, what a wasted workout. And if you come to church and hear the word of God and nothing grinds you, corrects you, convicts you, it was a waste of a service. We came here to grow in Christ, did we not? So when, offense, when, when the right kind of offense comes, don't run away. Don't take the bait. Grow 
develop and come back even better. Go home and repent or, or, or engage or whatever the, the Holy Spirit is telling you. And remember, nobody up here prepares a sermon and puts your name in brackets when they're preaching. <laughs> if you're feeling that, rejoice because it means the Holy Spirit is working in your heart. We must, we must first have that thing of I have to be part of this this team. In order to discover your gifts, there has to be desire and belief. So this first part, to discover, there must be desire and belief. And I'll, and I'll explain that now. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those in the family of faith. Here's what, here's, this, this should be coming up from the inside of us. As believers, there should be a constant bubbling up of desire to do good, especially to those in the family of faith. There should be this desire that I'm, uh, that I'm thinking of others, that I'm thinking of how to do good, that I'm thinking of how to bless, that, that, that I'm thinking of how to encourage. This should be bubbling up in our hearts. And when it comes to spiritual gifts, I should not be able to sit on my butt for long before I'm like, Lord, I need to be part of something. I can't watch these guys fighting out there while I sit here and just go like, you can do it, right? I need to get in there and help them do it. So this desire that should be coming from the Holy Spirit as we are being transformed to do good, to encourage, to, to, to love on one another, this desire comes from God. But you have to have this desire before you will say, I can't sit here any longer and do nothing. David, after all he went through, he's sitting in his palace and he's like, who is there that I can do good to from, from Saul's household? That should be us. We've been so blessed. We've been forgiven. We were on our way to hell and we have re been redeemed for heaven for relationship with God. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessings. Our prayers are answered. We should be thinking about how to do good and how to encourage. We should be the most encouraging people. We should be the most generous people. And that doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have in the bank. It's a heart condition. You could stop and you, you could have nothing, no money. And you're on your way to see somebody stop and pick up wildflowers. It's, it's, it's not about the gift you're bringing. It's about the heart behind the gift that you don't want to show up empty-handed. We had, uh, I love uh, Bruce and Michelle Clark. And if you haven't uh, met them, you really need to. They are, they are truly special people. And uh, anyway, we were going to their house for dinner. They invited us over and uh, their food is always amazing. But Michelle is so funny. She's so straightforward. But here's, here's the wonderful thing about Michelle is she's like Simon Cow, right? <laughs> that she doesn't mess around. If she doesn't like something, she'll tell you. But if she does like something, she will never just blow smoke. She is telling you the truth. And so we wrote and said, what can we bring? And, and Michelle replied and said, don't bring chocolate. And uh, we had a good laugh about that. Um, this is so important that we are thinking about how we can bless one another. And with your gifting, this is, this is key. I don't even have to go much further than this 
Because if we are week after week after week just content with hearing a message, something is wrong. We must take the message, become the message, and then live the message. Have you shaken hands with everybody in the church? Have you, have you encouraged somebody? This is where, where Luke can be such an easy way to bless one another. Take an opportunity to say, Lord, how can I encourage somebody on, on, on Luke today? Nothing beats in person, let me tell you. But if you can't be in person, use something online. You can text someone, you can, you can message somebody, whatever it might be. How about, here's, here's a silly little thing, how about reactions? Now, obviously, I'm coming from a tech world, but it blows my mind when somebody reads a post and doesn't react. I'm like, what's wrong with this person? <laughs> give a thumbs up, give a thumbs down, give something. But what that is, it's, I think it's a deeper condition. Now, you say, Brent, you're reading way too far into this. We are not observers of life. You can't observe life from a background when we are called to be invested in one another. We have to react to one another's pain and we must celebrate one another's successes. Is that not what scripture says? Weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are rejoicing. I'm talking about we can't just be observing from back here. We are called to be invested in these things. And more importantly, we are called to encourage one another and to do good, especially to the family of faith. And you know what Satan did so well? I mean, there was a party in hell when, when all this COVID stuff started coming out. They were having a dance party. There was smoke machines and everything because where we are called to do good to the family of faith, oh, we were beating each other up and judging one another, and doing everything, no matter what side of the belief system you are on, man, as a body of Christ, we handled that so badly. And now it's carrying on with the, with the politics and, and all of these things. Please, your politics do not come above your faith. It's my, it's my calling to Jesus Christ before the color of my skin. It's my calling to Jesus Christ before my political views. It's, be, it's my calling to Jesus Christ before what I believe about vaccines. And we love one another and try to do good before any of those things come into play. You hear me? It's so important. Imagine how many things would just disappear overnight if Christ came above all those other things that the church has put up. And we laugh about church splits over the color of the carpet. But th these are real stories. How did that happen? How did the carpet come above Christ? It's, you know, oh, that would never happen in velocity. You would be surprised what can creep in when we stop trying to do good for one another and to encourage one another. All sorts of stuff can creep in. Is this good? That was a test. <laughs> and if you go to the clocks for dinner, don't take chocolate, okay? That's the other point. Listen to this in Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25. It's so good. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Like we're sitting at home pondering how I can motivate you to acts of love and good works. 
Like, man, you are so good at that. Emma, your voice is not like an angel. It's like two angels. Right? Encouraging her to use those gifts even more so. We're thinking of ways. We, we, we're scheming in all the best way possible on how we can encourage and, and cause others to step up and use their, their, their giftings even more. Isn't that beautiful? Instead of the culture that we are in where we are just purely thinking about ourselves all the time. We have to fight against that. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Well done. You're here. You did it. But now encourage one another when you're in here. Don't just come in and, and then bolt out. Take the time, even if it's one person. Start small, right? Even if it's one person that you, you high-five or thanks for coming today or what's your name or what do you do for work or is there anything I can pray for? That's it. Just start small. But make sure that when we hear scripture on a Sunday that we're actually starting to apply it to our life or it's like working at a soap factory and never using the soap. You will still stink. <laughs> We've got to apply it or it's, it's meaningless. You can hear all the word of God. You can listen to podcasts and, and all these things, but if you don't apply anything, it's worthless. That is where the desire comes from. The next one, belief. Keep on asking and you will receive what you have asked for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks the door will be open. 70% success rate, the Bible says. Huh? 65. No, everyone. But you have to believe. You have to believe that God is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Here it says, everyone who asks, everyone who seeks, everyone who knocks, you, you are going to receive. So if you're sitting there and saying, God, would you please use me? Yes, but keep at it. Don't give up. And don't set your mind on, it has to look like this. I was, um, sure, I was unbelievably secure and sure if I told you how shy I was, you wouldn't believe me, and people don't believe me, but my mom and my, my wife will tell you. Like, like I, couldn't even, I couldn't even face her to ask her number, and not because I was a coward. Like, I, I, I was so scared of rejection. I think that was the, the, the main thing. And where God started to work on my heart and bring me out of my shell, children's church. Children's church was one of the great, and, and teaching children's church was one of the greatest healings and, and, and where my gifts came about, that's where it was. My mom taught a, a class of about 400 kids on a, on a Sunday, uh, ages 9 to 12, 400, 9 to 12, half of them were street kids. You know, they came in there, if you got saved and you didn't take your, your stuff with you, when you went down to the front, you, you got Jesus, but you lost everything else. And, and, and these kids were wild. There'd be fights during worship and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And what was so nice is they didn't care about a lot of things that 
that my insecurities worried about. They didn't care how you looked. They didn't care what you dressed. They didn't care how you sounded. And, and in this class, I started to, uh, uh, humor started to develop. And in this class, I started to speak and, and, and all of these things. But it's, it's the asking, seeking, knocking. I never thought that I would discover who God created me to be in teaching children. But that's exactly where I needed to be. It was one of the, 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 the greatest unlockings of gift in my life. And you've got to be careful when God brings an opportunity about that doesn't look like what you think it should, that you're like, nah, that's not me. It might very well be you. And God's going to help you discover who he's created you to be. So what I'm saying is, ask, seek, and knock. Try everything. Try everything. Is, is, think about, uh, visualize with me, ask, seeking, and knocking. I'm asking, uh, Excuse me, have you seen my, uh, do you know where, uh, excuse me. You don't know where it is, that's why you're asking. We lost Joshi at SeaWorld once for 40 minutes. That's a long time. That's a long time. When we, you know, after two minutes, you know, because you, you, you don't want to cause panic and you don't want to look like you're a bad parent. After 30 minutes, you don't care what people think. Have you seen my son? Have you seen my son? Excuse me, have <laughs> He's dressed like Shamu. Have you seen him? <laughs> so I'm asking, I'm seeking, I'm seeking, right? I'm, I'm looking and sometimes I look twice. Have you ever looked in the same place twice when you've lost something? Let me just check again. And I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking, I'm knocking. This is how we are to approach the kingdom of God. We're not just sitting back. We're not just in our chair. We, we actively seeking and asking and knocking. Would you bring up the, let me, yeah. Do not scoff at prophecies. This is so important. Now, this is, the context is, is prophecies. But test everything that is said and hold on to what is good. You can apply this to everything. Test everything. Try everything. You can't say that you're not good at children's ministry if you've never done it. And in fact, you can't say it after the first 10 times you've done it either. Oh, I tried it. I was in there for 15 minutes. I just know that's not my calling. You know you don't. <laughs> or I tried it once and I wasn't very good at it. Yes, nobody's good at anything the first time, even if it is your spiritual gift. My first uh, time uh, starting to, to, to preach and teach was in a, in a Bible study. And uh, I would listen to a sermon of someone else. I would write it out word for word, and then I'd memorize it, and then I'd give it back exactly like that. I might as well have just played the, the, <laughs> the MP3. But that was it. And then I hoped that nobody would ask me any questions because I didn't know anything. <laughs> well, why doesn't God, huh? Let's just carry on. Test everything. Try it. You don't know. We, you know, we started doing Airbnb out of, out of necessity, and it's become such a blessing in our house. I had no idea that I loved hosting this much. Like, it's, it's, it, it brings me such joy to have strangers come on the property, which might sound weird, but like, I get so excited when they come. I get to talk to them. I get to hear about their lives. I get to share the, the, the goodness of God. Like, this, this, I would never, if you saw me as a kid, like my mom would say, I'd answer the phone that people were like, I'm sorry for calling, you know, like <laughs> I was not friendly. I wanted to be Coolio. I wanted to be a gangster, right? 
And here I am, an Airbnb host that's welcoming and serving food. And you've got to test and try. You don't even know the treasures that God has buried in your heart and life. And sometimes they come later in life after some tragedies and some pain. New giftings come out. Yeah, he is. Will you hit the next slide there? I laughed so hard when I put this on loop. And I laughed even more at the people who refused to comment. <laughs> but I called Pastor Arthur and he was laughing so hard on the phone. And I was like, my job today is done. Like I have achieved, I can go to sleep now because like my existence today was worth it. And let me tell you why. I take, I take comedy so seriously. And I'll explain why. Because scripture says that laughter is good for the heart. It does good like medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So when I started to realize what a, that this was actually a spiritual gift that God has given me. Now, I don't always use it like God would want. But, <laughs> but I was not naturally a funny person. And nor do I plan jokes and stuff. Obviously, I plan to put this up for a long time. But <laughs> but you know that God is in joy and God is in laughter. And, and this is a gift that he gives us because I've seen many times where someone is, is devastated and crushed. And, 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 and some laughter or some joy can actually pick them up. A little bit. This is a gift from God. And why I use this is because you wouldn't consider this when you're thinking about all these powerful anointed gifts and healing the sick and all of that. This is a blessing from God to make people laugh. Don't hide your gifts under a bush because they don't look like somebody else's. Somebody else is laying hands on people and, and cancer is being healed instantly. And, and you can come in and make people laugh and like... Well, I want that gift. No, you don't. You want your gift because we are the body of Christ and it looks different. And when I realized that, I started to treasure the gift that God had given to make people laugh. And it, and it fills me up when people laugh. Right? And you know how I said, we, sometimes I, in the middle of my busy day, like I have got so much stress and pressure and, and problems in my life. And then I'll stop and I'll release that Pixar version of Pastor Arthur. <laughs> it's not because I don't have things to do. It's because I'm not going to go through my whole day just thinking about my problems and my things. I want to give a gift back and part of my gift to give is laughter. And 87% and of the time, it's, it works out. <laughs> the next one there. And then we get to our excuses. I'm not saying these aren't valid sometimes. But many times our flesh is telling us something or Satan is telling us something and we buy into it before we've even given a chance to do anything with it. Do you know that when I came to this church, I decided to put my gift under a basket? 
of, of preaching. And if you have received anything from the Lord while I have been preaching at this church, I want you to know that that was nearly lost if it was not for Pastor Arthur. I had decided that I was done. I'm not preaching anymore. And uh, him and Dina were, were at my house, and I just got through telling him for 15 minutes why I'm not preaching anymore. And he was like, yes, okay. He was listening intently, and I could see you know, that he cared, but he accepted what I said. And then a little while later, he said, would you preach on Sunday? <laughs> Thank God for people like our pastor who would hear and care and then reject everything that I said. <laughs> and we need that from each other to say, I hear what you're saying, and I know you're in pain, and I know that's how you see it, but just trust me. God gives gifts, and, and he doesn't call them back. Come on, we need you. Get off the bench. Go play. Take this bottle of water. Give it to that guy there, whatever it might be. Amen? Amen. I don't feel called to that. <laughs> When you've been in church leadership for a long time, oh, you hear some, some beautiful things. You're like, that, that is fantastic. You almost convinced me that one was so good. <laughs> I don't feel called to that. You don't know what you're called to until you try it and try it a few times. The clerks are very good at hosting. They really are. They make you feel welcome. They make you feel loved. They spoil you. But, but I can tell you, well, I'll let them tell you, the first time they hosted, maybe it wasn't like that. Maybe it was hard. Maybe they had to overcome some things. Maybe the food that they cooked wasn't that good the first time. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you don't know what you're called to until you try, and God has, has made it that way. Yes, there's some things, that, of course, he can do it in, in a range of ways, but most of the time, he wants us asking, seeking, knocking, going by faith and testing and trying because that stuff, that back and forth is developing our character and creating us into who we need to be. So don't quickly say, I'm not called to that before you've really given a good go and ask God while you're doing it, Lord, please show me what you want from me. Daniela and I, when we were in Colorado, we started uh, with a three-year-old class. Now, let me tell you what. Uh, my makeup, my, my, my passions, my brain, all of those things, they are not really elevated taking care of three-year-olds. But that was where the door was open. And so we stepped in and said, Lord, we were here. Can you use us here? And it was very clear he couldn't. So we carried on. <laughs> But we did that for like six months or, you know, whatever that, whatever that might be. But the thing is, we were faithful and we, and we gave those kids the best, the best that we could. But at least we tried. At least I can tell you, hey, I gave this my best effort. It wasn't one or two weeks. It was a long time until the next people came in and they were really good. <laughs> so, well, I'm not, I'm not that good at it. This, this one, you've you got to know. You're not going to be good at anything. Think about riding a bike. Nobody gets on a bike for the first time and they, yeah, they're just nailing it. They're popping wheelies and they're doing twists in the air and, you know, they, they're doing X games. No, you, the first time you ride a bike, you fall off. Why do you think that doing something would, would be any different? 
It's a desire, and then, and then you start to trust God for the ability, and then he starts to open up. But it's in partnership with you. A spiritual gift isn't, I just disappear, and I'm, it's no longer me, and praying in tongues or whatever it is. You don't just become overcome by something else, and you go like, whoa, what just happened? And everybody's staring at you. It's not how it works. It's in partnership with you. Right? Let me pray about that. Now, this one, of course we must pray about it. We must pray about all those things. But 99% of the times that I've heard this from people, they had no intention of praying about it. Can you help me move? Let me pray about it. It's amazing in church, nobody ever feels called to children's ministry. Like God brings his church together and he always forgets to bring those who are called to children's ministry. I'm called to just listen to the pastor. Yes, of course you are. I'm scared to mess up and fail. You've got to get that out of your heart. You are going to mess up and fail. And that's part of the learning. That's the part of the asking, seeking, knocking, growing. We are... Oh, uh, if you can see some of the things that I've done in my life in trying to serve the Lord, you would cover your face in shame and horror. But I was trying. And we got we, we to get, get through those things. We got to learn and grow. And, and then we find out, oh, that was just depending on me, Lord. How do I depend on you? And that was pride. And that, all of those things come out as we are using our giftings. But we have to have the desire and the belief that God will use us and God will equip us and God uh, uh, will reward us for these things. And that's how we discover our giftings. Listen to what Paul says here in, uh, in Acts. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. Why are you working hard? So you can help those in need. Isn't that a different way of thinking? Most of us, are, and there's nothing wrong with having a nice house and all of those things. Please don't misunderstand me. But don't just make that your only endeavor of every time you get an increase, every time the Lord blesses, it's just, it's just for you. Think about, Lord, how do I use this to bless others? You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm telling you, it is so fulfilling when you are using your giftings for others. Your whole life unlocks. Your joy is, is at a new level. Your purpose is at a new level. That's what it's made to be. I, I, I will guarantee you this right now. If, if I bought you the world's biggest yacht and a helicopter and and people to serve you and all the food you wanted and put you out there and you just consumed all for yourself, you will be miserable after two weeks because that's not how we are created to be, especially as Christians. There will be a gnawing in us that we are living a purposeless life. My purpose is found in serving others and being part and helping and using my gift to serve others. I think the gift of healing is, is, is so cool. I've seen many people with the gift of healing not be able to themselves be healed, but somebody else prays for them and they are healed. Isn't that wonderful? Why is that? Because our gifts are to be used for others. 
And it's, and it's humbling to have to ask for help. And it's beautiful to lean on one another. Does that help you? You desire, ask the Lord. Start, start looking at things. Start grabbing hold of opportunities. And you will discover your gifts. Don't make it so complex and over-spiritual and Lord, that you would open the doors and take the opportunities that are in front of you. You know what's a wonderful thing? Greeting on a Sunday. Such a blessing. Even if you're not the first line greeter, say, can I start a new second line greeter? So after the person comes through the first door, you next in line. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you so much uh, for this beautiful church. I thank you for every part of the body that you have added here. Lord, that you would silence the voice of the enemy who tries to tell anybody here that they are not valuable and they don't matter and their gifts aren't important. That they would know how vital they are. They are an eye. They are an ear. They're a toe, a knee, whatever it might be. But without them, we are incomplete and we cannot operate the way that we need to. But yet together, when every member is functioning as they should. We can drive back darkness. We can see the sick healed. We can help those who are hopeless. And we truly can change the world starting here in Brenham. Thank you for your patience and your grace with us. Thank you for speaking to us over and over again. Thank you for picking us up when we have fallen down. Lord, and that there will be such unity in this body. Lord, let it start with us here. Lord, that we would be such an encouragement to one another and then that would overflow to the other churches in Brenham and the other groups and it, and it would Convict our hearts where we have been self-centered. Convict our hearts where we are not thinking during the day of other people and how to be a blessing and how to encourage one another to good works. We have heard your word, Lord, but don't, please burn it on our hearts that we don't forget the moment we leave here. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening today. To stay connected, visit us online at velocityburnham.org and follow us on Instagram. And if you're ever in the Burnham area, we'd love to have you visit us on a weekend. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon.